morning, guys. Uh, sorry I didn't post anything last week. Uh, Monday, I was about to post it, and then I just did not feel at peace. I felt like it was a little bit too harsh for what I should say right now. It, it just didn't feel like it was the right time, although you do be expecting this message that I presented uh, Monday. Then Thursday was Thanksgiving, and just it all was crazy. I have also been thinking, now that I'm getting more comfortable on this mic, um about doing something that I guess let me let me think about how to word this makes it a little bit more entertaining. I don't think there's anything wrong with entertaining podcasts about or like entertaining gospel messages. So, I was thinking about doing like but maybe Bible quizzes or something and then like you know, you have an a multiple choice answer and then on the next episode I'll tell you the answer and I don't know. Just something like that. So, if you guys have any ideas, go ahead and rate my podcast and leave a rating, um, like not just, don't just do the five stars, actually leave, what do you call it, I guess, almost like a comment on what you think I could do. Um, along on that note, while we're on that train, please be open to sharing this podcast with whoever you know, because the more that people share, first off, they will be able to hear the word of God preached, along with the Apple Podcast algorithm and the Spotify algorithm, when they see more people are on it and more people are rating it, then they'll reach out to more random people and more people's lives can be enlightened with God's holy word. So that is my asking. It's not, I'm not getting monetized or anything for these things. I just want to reach into people's lives and share what God has shared with me. So Thank you. If you would share it and you would rate it, leave a comment or whatever. Tell me how I can uh, do more. So uh, we are going to be in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 28 today. This is not necessarily specifically for the unsaved, although it can be, and I'm going to draw some applications from it, but mostly this is for the people who have gotten in a low in their spiritual walk, you know, that you got saved a long time ago, but then just through a series of circumstances, you felt weak and now you are in a place where you know you shouldn't be. This is for you today. This is for, this is to show you how you can get up and start walking back on the road that you were meant to walk. Um, we're looking at Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13 and 14. It says, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Happy is a man that feareth always, but him that hardeneth his heart falls into mischief. He that covereth his sin. First, I want to point out, because this is something that God pointed out to me. If you read through Proverbs, there's a normal formula, okay? The wicked does this, the righteous does this. You know, the fool does this, the wise does this. There's something to point out here is that God breaks away from that normal formula. I don't see in here anywhere it where it says, he that covers his sin shall not prosper. I don't see how that's a wicked person or how that is an unsaved person. Think about David. Think about how mighty he was. And I would love to do, um, you know, I would love to do just an episode, maybe a 45-minute episode, just 
on David because there's so much you can get out of there. David, Moses, Daniel, all of that. Um, but think about David right now. David was a man after God's own heart. He was a man who did great things for God, and God absolutely loved David. And David absolutely loved God. I, I'm tempted to say, and this is there's nowhere in the Bible that says this, at least I can't think of it, but I think that if David was here today, we would all be just marveling at David. And we would all almost feel in insignificant to David. Because David just seems like he was such a man of God that it would, it would just make the most brave, bold person be humbled. Because he was a man who did things for God. And God loved David for it. But David, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, David fell. David took the wife of Uriah the Hittite. He had adultery with her. Then, not only did he do that, but he took his, her wife, or her husband, sorry, gender problems here, I guess. He took her husband, who was loyal to David, loyal enough to go on the front lines of war for David. He took him and he killed him. That's messed up. That is so, so wrong. And if we saw that today, we would think there's no way that that person is saved. There is no way that that person loves God. You know, that's just our judgmental minds. You know, we look on the outward appearance, which is why it's so important to get your outward right. Because God looks on a heart, sure, but there's a reason why we get our outside right, and that's because people look on the outside. If we saw what David did with somebody recently, like if somebody did what David did right now, we would not think they were a Christian. But yet, David was. David loved God. But David fell. So my first point is, it doesn't matter if you were the most righteous or you're the most wicked, you can fall to the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is deceitful. I'm going to give you five points here, okay? Uh, this is just a short little thing. I learned this, and I just absolutely love it. It's victory, okay? If you have a piece of paper, write it down. Victory. V stands for be vigilant against the enemy. Be vigilant against the enemy. Satan walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You have to be vigilant. An idle mind is the devil's playground. A mind that is not thinking about the things of God, Satan will come in and he will put things in your mind that you don't even know why I just came there. But then you might dwell on those things and then you fall. So be vigilant against the enemy. Know he is out there and know how to fight him. And that is only by the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. So you got to get in your Bible to learn how to fight against the one you're supposed to be vigilant against. So V is be vigilant. I is imagine the consequences. Imagine the consequences. Before you do that sin, imagine the consequences of what will happen, okay? David didn't imagine the consequences, and we're going to get into what those consequences are later. And, okay, so I'm just going to stop there on the imagine the consequences because we're going to get deeper into that later. C is cry out to God. Know that you're not, on, you're not here alone. God did not just save you and leave you. You have the opportunity 
to go to God confidently and say, God, I need your help to get this out of my mind so that I don't fall to this sin. So V is be vigilant. I'm going to keep repeating it so you can get it in your mind. V is be vigilant against the enemy. I is imagine the consequences of the sin. C is cry out to God. T is take thoughts captive. Take your thoughts captive. Know that you are not your own. Know that you don't, that you were bought. So you don't have to be uh, captive by your sins. Rather, you can take your sins captive. You can take the thoughts of your sins captive. You are not owned by this anymore. You are saved. So realize you can take your thoughts captive and say, no, you know, this normal statistic is you have about three seconds, three seconds to get what you're thinking of out before it turns to lust. Three seconds. That's not very long. So you got to be on it. Oh, the next one's, oh, observe the omnipresence of God. Know that God is everywhere. You cannot fool the one who made you. You can fool others, you can fool loved ones, you can fool yourself, but you can't fool God. God knows whether you're saved or whether you're not. God knows what you're thinking about doing. God knows what you just did. God knows. So observe that he's everywhere and know you can't hide from him. V is be vigilant. I is imagine the consequences. C is cry out to God. T is take thoughts captive. O is observe the omnipresence of God. R is run from sin. Run from that sin. That did when um uh what's her name? Potiphar's wife was trying to get uh Joseph to do wrong things. What did he do? He knew he could fall to that sin. He knew it. So he ran. You know, sometimes we gotta stop thinking that we're strong. We can do this because we can't. (laughs) Let's just be honest. We can't run from it. If something, if you have something on your TV that's causing you to fall and to make you want something else that somebody else has, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Run from that sin. So V, what, what is V? I'm going to keep going over. I told you guys, I'm, I have no problem going over it and over it again. V is be vigilant. Against the enemy. O, or I is imagine the consequences. C is cry out to God. T is take your thoughts captive. O, observe the omnipresence of God. R is run from sin. Why? The last one, why? Yield to the spirit. You are saved. You have the spirit of God inside of you. If you are saved, I'm not saying you are, but if you are saved, that is what's so amazing about living under this new covenant where Jesus Christ died for your sins. Is that now, after you got saved, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. So yield to it. It's not just a humanly conscience that's telling you you shouldn't do this. It's God. So yield to what the Spirit is telling you. And you can't yield to something you don't know, right? So that's another reason to get into the Bible. Get into His Word. Don't, not just wait daily. Or, and I, if you do wait for this, you know... Thank you, but I really want you to get into your own Bible study. The things that I share with you here can can help you. Yes, it can, but it's the things that God has shared in my life.
I, I did not graduate from, you know, crown. I didn't do any of that. This is all what God has shown me. You have the same spirit inside of you. First John says how you don't need any man to teach you because you have the spirit of God. So yield to the spirit. Don't yield to your flesh. Don't yield to the thing that sounds good. Yield to the spirit. So that was it. That was nothing on the notes that I had today. That's actually, uh, you can go on Amazon, search up Victory, a seven-step strategy for resisting temptation and overcoming sin by Brother Jim Shetler. That's what I pulled all of that out of, and that has changed my life. So go ahead and do that. But anyway, back on to what I was saying. Proverbs chapter 28, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. You know what he's saying here? You got to get on the same level as what God is. Look on the same level and say, hey, sin is wrong. This is disgusting. What I am doing to God, he saved me. What am I doing? You have to get on the same level. Because if you hide sin in your heart, if you cover it, if you say, hey, you know, um, I nobody else knows. First off, it'll destroy you. It'll absolutely destroy you. But you also won't prosper. You won't prosper in your walk with God. Oh, if I could remember where the um, chapter is that David is talking about when he was hiding. I'm not talking about Psalm 51. The one where he was hiding the sin. You know what he said? He said that he could not prosper. He was aging. Uh, man, where is that? I, I'm, I can't find it right now. I don't have time. So I'm just going to get away from that, I guess. But basically... You won't prosper. You won't prosper in your spiritual life with God. You won't prosper here on earth because who's the one that gives prosperity on earth? Hey, it's God still, right? So you have a choice and that choice is you can hide your sin. And again, it is not saying the wicked, you know, the wicked or the righteous, you can't hide your sin. I can hide my sin and I won't prosper here on earth. Any prosperity, most of you guys that are listening to this know me know me pretty well. If you see any prosperity in me, guess what? It's not me. It's all from God. But when I choose to not let my light shine, when I choose to give in to a sin, when I choose to hide things from people, God's not going to give me prosperity. And you'll be able to see that. And you can't prosper either. Don't think, you know, you might have a hard time paying your bills. You might have a hard time raising your children, raising your grandchildren. You might have a hard time, I don't even know, think about it. Think about it. You have a, might have a hard time praying. You want to know why? It's probably, I. you know what I would do? I would check your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Spirit, like I said before, to check your heart. Because if there is places in your life where you are hiding sin, the Bible says, this truth says, you shall not prosper. You will not prosper. You're not going to prosper here on earth. You're not going to prosper with God. So get your sin right. Get on that level, the same level, and say, hey, I know this is wrong. But then what? When, once you see that it's wrong and you're not hiding it anymore, what happens? But, let's keep reading in verse 13. But, whoso confesseth and forsaketh them 
shall have mercy. How do we live this life? Only by the mercy of God, guys. And whoever confesses to God, hey, it was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And not only will you say, I know this is wrong. What is the next thing? It says confess and forsake. There's a chain. There's a chain here, right? You confess your sin. You say, hey, I know it was wrong. And then you forsake it. Say, I don't want a piece of this anymore. And sometimes your sin is so controlling. I understand what it's like to be in a sin that you can't get out of. You were never meant to get out of it alone, guys. I was never meant to get out of it alone. But God has given the spirit to me. And when I yield to him and I say, God, I can't do it on my own. I know I can't. Will you help me? And you get into his word. He will show you. It's supernatural, guys. It doesn't make sense. He will show you, though, how to get out of the thing that you got yourself in. It's amazing, and I love it. You confess and forsake. And that is when you'll have mercy. It it doesn't say you're not going to fall. You will fall. I fall daily. But I have mercy because I hate that I fall. And I try to forsake it. And I don't, I don't dwell in it anymore. I don't say sorry and then go right back to it. So I have mercy. You can have mercy as well. You can. Don't let anybody tell you you're too far gone. Because once you're saved, first off, the Bible says that Jesus holds you in his hand. Who can open the hands of Jesus? Nobody. So whether you fail him or not, he still has grasp of you. Then God has his hand also. You're also in God's hand, the one who created you, the one who created everything you can see. All of the natural things you can see, right? Who can open the hands of God? Nobody. So don't let anybody tell you you, too, you are too far gone. For mercy. God is full of mercy, right? But you got to forsake and you got to confess. If you do this, then... I know I I do a lot of computer stuff and there's always a chain of command, right? If you do this, then you get this. It's not if you do this, maybe you get that. No. It is if you get this, if you do this, then you'll get to this place, right? The same way with our Christian walk. If you don't do this, you won't get that. But if you do this, you will. If you don't forsake, you don't confess, you won't prosper. But if you do forsake and you do confess, you'll have mercy and prosper. Let's look. I want to read a chapter out of Psalm real quick, and then we'll finish up. We're almost done. Thank you for listening. It's Psalm chapter 32. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Blessed are you. Blessed are you if you have your transgressions dealt with because you're going to prosper and you have mercy, right? This is, it goes hand in hand. It's amazing. This is why the Bible is so amazing to me. We're looking in verse two of chapter 32 of Psalm. It says, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and whose spirit is there no guile. Wait a second. Let me look at what I have the strong concordance of what guile means, just in case you don't. 
It is deceit. Deceitful, false, idle, slack, slothful. Those that's guile. That's sin. First off, is to be slothful in your uh, work. To be idle in your mindset. I already told you that an idle mind is the devil's playground because it's guile. We all struggle with guile. There's not a person on this world, I promise you, that does not struggle with guile the way that it was just defined. But yet, there's mercy. And God can clean the guile out of your heart, right? That's so amazing. Oh, oh my goodness. Here it is. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. This is the chapter I was talking about. I didn't even know that this was it. God just brought this chapter to my heart. Okay, we're going to keep reading. This is so awesome. When David hid his sin, let's see what he did, right? Let's see what happened. For when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roarings all the day. When he kept silent, he was aging. Have you ever seen somebody who is not with God? They just literally age. It's it's crazy. They don't prosper against age right because they don't prosper at all but they age so much david did the same thing when he kept silence what else does it say he was roaring all the day long his heart he first off this is the way that you know that you are saved if you are doing something wrong because god will chase and who the lord chases he or the lord loveth who he correcteth right it says in proverbs when you are roaring all the day long and your stomach is sick, you know, that shows you that you're saved. Because you don't, you, no man wants to do that. Or no man wants to get out of his sin. So David was crying to God. He was roaring. For in the day, for day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Selah. Okay, that that's enough to read right there. David had the waters of life. He was so, uh, what do you call it, overflown with the love of God. His moisture was turned into the drought of summer, though, when he hid his sin. You can be dry. You will be dry. You will be spiritually and physically dry. You will age. You, it is not good for you to hide your sin. Get it right with God, because then you will have mercy. Man, I can't believe that that was the chapter I was looking for. That's awesome. Get it right, guys. Let's keep reading down in chapter 28 of Proverbs, verse 14. I'm sorry, it's kind of all over the place, but it all ties into this, okay? Happy is the man that feareth alway, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. If you harden your heart and you don't get victory like I showed you earlier, the seven steps to victory, you're going to fall into mischief. You're not going to be prosperous. This is the stepping. This is like the first step into getting your walk right back with God, right? Step in the right way is right here. Don't harden your heart. You're happy if you fear God and give him the respect that he deserves, but don't harden your heart. Don't don't try to fool God. He knows. He knows that you struggle. But he's not giving you a temptation that you can't overcome through his name. So this is my challenge to you, and I'm closing. Be real. Get an accountability partner. 
Get somebody you can look up to. Get somebody you can look after and see, hey, they are following God. Why am I saying this? Because you need accountability. Get, have somebody that can help you, confess it to God, forsake it, and you'll have mercy. So what are we waiting for? Why, why do we wait? Why are we idle? Because we already went over that idleness is sin. Why are we staying on this middle ground? It's, it's time for Christians to stop staying where they literally don't need to be. They're meant for more. You're meant for more. You're meant for more than to be stuck in the place that you are. You were made. You are still on this earth and you were made to do something great. But you won't prosper if you're hiding sin in your heart, guys. So let's get it right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that's what I'm going to close with. Uh, you know, I will see you guys hopefully Thursday. If not Monday, then definitely. So thank you for listening. I really, I really appreciate it. And don't close this without thinking about what God has shown you today.